2: This episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway is brought to you by the Rangers Forum. I know what you're thinking. Ryan, I don't live in New York. Stop telling me about this. Okay, well, this is the last time. If you're in New York City this Saturday, 7 p.m. at Beer Authority, we will be doing the Rangers Forum, and it's the Garden Faithful, the Blue Shirt Banter Boys, us, the Blue Shirts Breakaway, talking all things Ranger and moderated by Ethan of GSN, who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. And that's it. I just kind of want hockey back. Stay tuned for some news and events from us in the future. Hopefully, we'll have a surprise for you next week. Who knows? Here we go. Hey, Bushwick Breakout fans. Welcome to another week of the Bushwick Breakaway. We talk all things Rangers all the time. I am your host, Ryan Mead, and I'm here with my co-host, ever-present, the great Gregory Kaplan. Greg, say hello.
3: Great today, huh? Yeah. Make Gregory great again.
2: It's not hard when you've always been so great, Greg. I don't know You're about a that. GG boy. A great Greg boy. Off mm. to a poppy start on an August 20th night. We are just flowing through Ranger news here. We are just swimming in it. Swimming. The Rangers have signed a goalie. His name is Tokarski, Dustin the First. And uh, all that I know about him is that Marty St. Louis scored a goal on him once Carey Price got hurt for us to go to the Stanley Cup Finals.
3: I'm, legir- than- I'm legitimately con- – there's a, a not 0% chance that you think his first name is actually Tokarski and his last name is actually
2: Dustin. No, I read the article. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> and, just saying, you've, read, and,
3: you've read other articles before and have been wrong
2: about names. Reading's tough and I might need glasses. But I did go to howtopronounce.com and I typed his Get- name in. And then it told me. So there you oh, go, Greg. I'm,
3: look, you're you're maturing.
2: I'm trying you're to get you're getting better smarter. Person. You're I'm, adapting to I'm, your surroundings. I'm looking at my resources. I'm saying, how can I help myself be better at podcasting? And the answer is not really. Can't really help myself that much because I'm already pretty bad. You you, just, yep. you, know, you hit the threshold when you you've already hit to the top where you can go. Mm. I feel like I'm there now. But uh, with that said, Dustin Torkarsky will be competing with Georgiev. For the backup goal, from what it seems like. Or he and, could be AHL and, fodder. And,
3: and our other fellow AHL fodder guy, Merrick uh, Mazzanek. Merrick Mazanic, I think is his name. Sure. One of those three will be the Rangers' backup this year. I think, even with Tokarski in the mix, I mean, he's 28 years old. It's not like he's a spring chicken. But at the same, guy, same time, he's a guy capable of playing goalie, has a track record of success in the AHL. He's not going to... You're not going to cry over spilt backup goalie if you try and send him through waivers to the AHL and he gets claimed. He's he's a depth, he's a depth signing. He, this is the hockey equivalent of a baseball team signing a veteran pitcher to a minor league contract just to see if he can stick as the fifth starter out of camp, right?
2: Yeah, Vargas on the Mets this year. <laughs> no, we gave him two years and $18 million. <laughs> That's not a fit starter gig. I
3: know. It, it, you know, who was a minor league signing, though? Some guy named Ari Dickey. And that turned into Noah Syndergaard. So I'm not really... gonna eh,
2: Not too that. bad. Not too bad. All right.
3: All right. Uh, no, no, but uh, really, there's not a whole lot to say with this because it's not a whole lot. I, I, I still think the backup job is uh, Georgiev's to lose. But at the same time, you can make a very compelling argument that it would be best for his development. We're talking about a guy 23 years old. The Rangers might want him to play on an almost every night basis, and that even if David Quinn decides to give Henrik Lundqvist more games off during the regular season and keeps him to 55 starts, so that opens up the possibility for about 25 starts for your backup, the Rangers might decide that it's better for Georgiev's future to be playing 40-plus games. He's not going to do that in New York, barring an injury to Hank. So you might want your 23-year-old, young, promising goaltender in Hartford, starting on a nightly basis, which means you need to have someone play those 20 plus games in New York. And there's, n- for a team not looking to make a playoff run, there is absolutely nothing wrong with letting Dustin Tarkovsky play course, backup man. goalie at yeah, the NHL level. Not,
2: not at all. And I, I hope he plays if he is the backup goalie. Uh, more than 25 games. I, I just think if Hank wants to do his last final run as a New York Ranger, I, mean, I say final run, what has he got, like three or four years left on this contract? Uh, 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 three. three. I think, think it's, it's three. I, I think it's three. But I, I hope I just wanted to stay healthy and be at his best if he's going to be here. So I think Hank, as you know, has had so much goal usage over the past couple of years that if he could just take a couple games off a little bit more, Hank, that's all I'm asking. Stay healthy and be great for the last couple of years of your career as a New York Ranger because that's what I want. Have some backup goalies take some extra games. I know you're a competitive son of a bitch. You're going to be out there and wanting to play every single night, hoping you can bring this team to the playoffs. But I'm not sure that's what the organization wants. And I know I'm excited for the number nine pick next year. So uh, take some nights off, Hank.
3: Yeah, Hank only knows one speed though, and that's the bed the Rangers are in, and they should be happy that they're in that bed because you look at that man sleeping next to you. That's one hell of a. Woo. That's one hell of a. Just don't look under the sheets because
2: you might be afraid.
3: Oof, yeah. Don't keep the baseball bat under the sheets. Keep it under the bed. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hank knows one speed. If Hank is healthy enough, the, the difference between Elaine Vigneault and a competent head coach is when Hank tells Vigneault, no, I'm good to go. When he's played both nights of a back-to-back and you now have a one o'clock game on a Sunday, a smart coach would be like, Hank, I appreciate that you're ready to go. I'm not going to let you go. Whereas Lane Vigneault would be like, well, my goalie said he was ready to go. Um, So it's it's nice. It's it'll be nice having a real coach behind the bench that isn't a complete fucking moron. I don't think. At the same time, yeah,
2: we're so nice to Av on the show. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The one thing I do find
3: interesting there are there are NHL caliber goalies still on the open market. The Rangers could have signed. I mean, no one has signed Pavlik. No one has signed Steve Mason. Nope. So this signing does signal to me that at, at least. On paper, it sure does seem like the Rangers want Georgiev to be their backup goalie. Because if they didn't, there were other names on the market you could have signed to a one-year, one and a half million dollar contract to back up Henrik Lundqvist. So that that's that's nice to see that. I mean, the Rangers are truly embracing this rebuild. They have a 23-year-old goalie in the system who exceeded expectations last year, played well in his cameo with New York. And the Rangers want to see what he can do, and there's I, I I think that is the best indication this signing gives you, and not just that, but if Georgiev is in New York, the Rangers brought in a capable, not exactly young, not exactly old goalie with AHL experience to make sure the kids playing in Hartford have a trusted net minder they're playing in front of down there. It, it's a I'd stop short of calling it a savvy signing. It's a perfectly understandable and perfectly executed signing for a team fully embracing their rebuild. That That's probably the most in-depth we could possibly get on Dustin I can't imagine Sunkar's how team.
2: much more we could say about this situation
3: no. than, than it, just there's, that. There's nothing, there's nothing to gripe about. There's nobody I'd rather the Rangers would have signed. It's a perfectly capable depth signing move. If you really wanted to read into it, this probably means the worst for a guy like Brandon Halverson. Who the Rangers spent a second round pick on a number of years ago thought that he was going to be well. A goalie he, they bring up through the system and you now Ray, you
2: know that second round pick goalies always work out.
3: <laughs> yeah, but that's the, that's the point here, right? It, it it was a second round goalie pick and it sure doesn't look like he's going to even have a spot in Hartford this year.
2: No, it does not, and we're also loaded on goalie goalie prospects at this point in time. We yeah, got We're two, two to in college. college, Igor
3: coming over next year. The, range, the ranges are good in, in terms of uh, net depth. They're now, if, well, if right.
2: anyone could play on the blue line, call me. My number is. Uh, do you want to save five-star questions for later or do them now?
3: Why don't we just do them now? Okay.
2: That sounds good. We have one five-star question this week. It is from Billy Donuts. Mm, I like that. Billy name. Bag of Donuts. Uh, Billy Bag of Donuts. Uh, he says, love the pod boys. Thanks so much. I want to hear the... 13 forwards, 7D, and 2 goalies that Greg and Ryan won on their 2018-19 Rangers squad coming out of camp. Since it's August 20th, we will answer that question for you. Also because you posted it.
3: Uh, You want to go
2: first? Yeah, I would love to. Uh, On my top line, I have KZB. Then on my second line, I have Zouk. I'm going to move Heedle up to the second line. I just feel like I want Heedle to try and be able to see if he can hold his own to the second line, if he can become that player, even though he's so young. I want to give him the opportunity. Remember, lines don't really matter. It's just the the time, quote unquote. You should be playing, but we'll see how this new coach handles that. I'm not really sure. I'm used to the AV kind of way. Then I'll have Nemestikov with them. So Zuke, and Nemestikov. Then I'll do Spooner, Hayes, VC. Uh, I I like the way that Hayes and VC play together. Uh, and uh, Spooner That's seems like what was that?
3: That's a very Boston line.
2: Yeah, I mean it is. And Spooner himself, uh, I I think that could be a, a really nice. Uh, passing line, I know that sounds kind of dumb, but they have a lot of facilitating power there, uh, at least to set VC up. And then my final line would be Fast, Leas, and Bounieves. Then, to my wonderful defense, I will have Shadi Shea, Stahl Pionk, Smith Angelo, and I'll have Gilmore as my 7th. And then I will have Georgiev and Hank the King as my goalies.
3: Didn't name a 13th forward. Who's a 13th forward?
2: Probably McLeod.
3: <laughs> just the guy to sit in the press box
2: yeah i, I think at that point i he, we signed him for a reason they're definitely gonna play him
3: yeah Unaffor- well
2: unfortunately they're definitely,
3: gonna, they're definitely gonna roster him i don't know if they're definitely gonna play him
2: he's gonna be on the team he'll be on the team yes
3: he'll he'll have the small dick energy this team really for
2: needs. sure the medium sized normal energy this dick needs
3: yeah uh this i'm dick,
2: i'm team. not
3: i'm not very different from you you are not uh my top line is once again KCB. Uh, I, I agree and disagree with you in terms of the second and third line structure. I think these two lines should be playing the same amount of ice time. I'm hesitant to shoehorn Hayes into a lower ice time role just because I want to bump up his trade stock as much as possible. Oh, okay. um, I, I'd probably go um, Spooner-Hayes-Zuccarello and nemesnikov VC. I, I, you, it's the same six forwards you had in the middle. Yep. It's just a little little one-winger difference. Uh, Foss, Leas, and uh, Michael Lindquist on my fourth line. Cody McLeod sitting in the press box, never seeing any time on ice, but sitting in the press box. I'm also perfectly fine if that if they decide Matt Bolesky could be that role, one of them, whatever. Could be ha- playing. I don't want them playing. I just want them sitting. And then defensively – the Top six is the exact same, Shea, Shattenkirk, Stahl, Pionk, Smith, Uh, D'Angelo. The Rangers brought Freddie Clayson in for a reason. I think it's for him to serve a role on this defense. Uh, I I think he is going to start the year as at least the seventh defender. And then I got Hank and Georgiev, like you, in goal. It's not not sexy. I think the one spot on this team, there there are probably two spots on this team that are most in flux, right? The first is the 12th forward position. There are a lot of options that the Rangers could put there. Lindquist, Beleski, Ville Meskinin, Vinny Latery, Boonieves.
2: I don't think Latari okay. ever sees this team again, probably, unfortunately.
3: I think you I think he will. I, I it might it will likely take an injury, but I think he will. Um or or an abundance of trades, and both of those things are possible. Yeah, both of them are. Uh, defensively, after Shea Shattenkirk and Stall, it, it really is up in the air. As to what are you talking about?
2: Game. Born again, Brandon Smith?
3: I I do think it would it would stun me if Pionk Smith and D'Angelo weren't the other three defensemen to start the year in the lineup. The seventh defenseman, I mean Steve Camper is still here.
2: Oh, uh, wait, I totally forgot. Uh, so you know when you block out things from your mind, like that's what I did. It's like that some some other tragic events in my life, and Steve Camper is still on this team.
3: Yep. Uh, oh
2: God, I really don't yeah. want to see him play hockey again. I hope he just stays in the AHL. <laughs> I really, I can't take it.
3: Um, yeah. It, it, Clayson, to me, I feel like it would be surprising if he didn't break camp with the team, but you, you can make a good case for Gilmore. Um, I don't really... Hayek would have to do some amazing things in training camp for him to break camp. Lindgren would have to do some amazing things in training camp for him to break camp. Yeah, I just... Unfortunately...
2: I don't see Howden making the team.
3: I No. I, I think the most the more interesting question is how many of these... 20 skaters that we just rattled off. How many of them remain with the Rangers after the trade deadline? 16. Hayes for sure. Zook for sure.
2: Those are the big two. I still think the Messicoff and Spooner could be traded.
3: I, th- I think they can. I don't know if this is the season to do it. Unless...
2: Think, uh, Foss could be traded too.
3: I don't think Foss can be. I don't think... Uh, Foss could... I, again, any veteran forward, and by veteran I mean a guy with more than four years experience under his belt, could theoretically be traded, Fost is under such a nice little team contract there, and he's so versatile in this lineup. He kind of is the perfect guy to go through a rebuild with where if for some reason you decide to trade almost everyone else on your roster and you need someone just to occupy a space in your middle six without giving up much.
2: He could play up and down the whole way.
3: Playing defense. Yeah. Yeah. Fost is the exact kind of guy a contender should be trying to buy at the trade deadline. Though I'm not sure a contender overpays for someone like Jesper Foss. But they could because NHL trades don't make any fucking sense. They don't
2: make sense at all. I just will never get them. But I hope we get first-rounders forever. That's all I want.
3: Yeah, give me two more first-rounders. I think I, – I, I'd say it's a near-damn guarantee that Hayes and Zouk are traded. Uh, defensively, I can see a scenario where Tony D'Angelo is no longer on this team. I don't know if that means he got traded. But I can definitely see the scenario where he's gone. I, I think Brandon Smith needs more than one really good run of play for a couple months to restore his trade value, so I think he's a ranger for the
2: I think it's I think foreseeable future. I think he's going to be a, a serviceable piece this year. I'm all aboard the Brandon Smith re, uh, Revival train and I, I think you know he lost he's in the best shape of his life. went to a couple weddings. He got married, had a tough year last year. he's back he's back. He's, he's 100% going to be Playoff Brendan once again. And that's what his nickname was, by the way, Playoff friend.
3: <laughs> Clayson Clayson can absolutely be traded just because he's a veteran defenseman on a one-year contract. Uh, and then goalie-wise, no goalies getting traded. I got news for you, Chief.
2: Well, I, I'm still pissed, pissed off that we didn't get the return that I really wanted for trading our two backup goalies. I mean, I, I feel like we kind of got—Ironza felt like a throw-in in that deal. And then on top of that, uh when we traded Talbot, I still feel like we missed out on actually getting uh a good return on that. But that's goalie, a, either here goalie, or there.
3: Goalie anything market confuses me. I don't understand. I don't I don't understand how to evaluate them in the draft. I don't understand how to evaluate them on the trade market. I, I I I don't know how to I don't know how to evaluate goalies. Period. I know I know a great one when I see one, and that's Enric Lundqvist, and then Everybody else, like I got no idea if that Gibson contract in Anaheim is any fucking good. It sure seems like a nice number, but that years is eight years for anybody, regardless of what they do, is a very I'm
2: always time. surprised that the NHL doesn't try and reduce the years, sort of similar to the way the NBA did, because like, the NBA max is four years now. Now, I think four years is too short for the NHL, but I, I think six would probably be, because you should, you should increase the salary cap but give less years at this point because the players would get more money, not that I guess the owners don't want to give up more money, and I'm obviously not the best at the cap situation and and how these financials would work, but an eight-year contract just feels like an albatross the second you sign it. Like, your team is stuck with this player forever. And what? how many of those work out, Greg? Like, one out of ten? Maybe? It's tough.
3: I can't think of one where it was a slam dunk. Everybody won.
2: Like, the Kucherov <laughs> contract is... Probably going to be a winner. But you don't know. You really don't. Eight years I, is a long I, But time. I,
3: I understand giving years to a guy like Kucherov. You give years. You make long-term bets on guys who are stars, right? Absolutely. I, I don't know if I would consider Gibson a star. I don't know if I would consider a guy like. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else got a well, long-term. Okay, so Ryan,
2: Ryan McDonough.
3: It's a, tough, it's, it's a tough bet, especially considering age. You're. But that goes back to something you and I have talked about a lot in the past, which is you and I, I – you guys could call this new age or whatever the fuck. I am so opposed to paying for past performance, and that's what you do with a guy like Ryan McDonough. Ryan McDonough deserves to get paid because of the service he put in, and it's his turn, right?
1: Absolutely. It,
3: it's just that guy will never be paid by me. I, I don't – I, I, Ryan McDonough, every cent Ryan McDonough is getting in Tampa Bay, the first two years you're paying for current performance – the last four years, you're paying for past performance.
2: You're paying for his time in, during the Stanley Cup runs with the New York Rangers. That's exactly right. the, what you're the, paying for.
3: The last four years of that deal, Ryan McDonough might still be a competent NHL defender. He will not be Ryan McDonough anymore. And it it's tough. And I think the sport that has figured out to never pay for past performance is Major League Baseball. Because these guys are getting the free agency now, and now no one wants to pay him.
2: Well, okay. So that the answer for that is yes, with the exception of J.D. Martinez. Um, where he got, but
3: even then, the the Red Sox drew a line in the sand. They said we're going to offer you more years than anybody else, but we're not going to offer you an additional year on top of that. That's true,
2: and it's well, it's really working out for them.
3: And to be fair, this is year one of that contract. Let's have that conversation in two years and see. If, and it's a little different there too because there's no expectation for JD Martinez to ever play the field. So all he has to do is hit dingers.
2: And but has- you look at a guy like you look at a guy like you Darvish, and he can't even get on the fucking field. No, he can't, and he's got uh, a pretty long term contract there, six years, I believe.
3: Yeah, six years, and he's, the report today is he's likely done it for the year.
2: Yeah, well, And yeah, I got, I got he, news for you,
3: arms don't magically get healthier the older you get. Huh? Yeah, I know, it's crazy. I know. Crazy.
2: Crazy. Uh, last piece of Ranger news before we get to our guests today, the Blue Shirt Banter Boys. Uh, Corey Bronman of The Athletic released his team ranking of the New York Rangers, and we rank number 11 in the NHL. Uh, I won't give away his full list, but unsurprisingly, Philip Hedel is first, and Vitalik, Kravstov?
3: Kravstov. Kravsov. Ign- ignore the T. I
2: don't know why I always say the T.
3: Because the it's, T is staring you in, in, right in the fucking face.
2: Yeah. Krav- Kravsov is number two. He has Heedle uh, ranked as a high-end NHL prospect and Kravsov as a very good NHL prospect. I won't reveal the rest of the list because it's athletic and you need to pay for it. But ranking number 11, I have to say, when we ranked, I believe, 29 last year, sure uh, did. Uh, is a huge upgrade and shows how much Gordon is serious about this rebuild.
3: Yeah, and it's a system that truly is only going to get better because, again, we expect the Rangers to bring in more prospects this season. They will have at least one high-end first-round draft pick next offseason that we will be talking about. Uh, obviously, a- another year of development for all of the guys listed. We'll have a better idea as to what Hayek is, what Lindgren is, what Leas is, what Heedle is. Uh, Kravsov will come over either at the end of this season or next season. Igor is on his way. Rykov, he has another season in the KHL to really boost up his numbers. It's a super intriguing prospect pool, and we were not having this conversation outside of Hedl and Anderson last offseason. I can't think of one real prospect you and I were excited about in the Rangers system this time last year that wasn't a recent draft pick.
2: I can't think of one. I think the, the, the player I think we talked about, there's two players we mentioned a lot, and that was Sean Day who still is kind of like a wild card who probably will never make it. And uh, Ryan Gropp, who will also never probably will make it.
3: No, and I, I feel like those were guys we brought up as, boy, it would be really nice if they ever pan out. It was never really excited for these guys to pan out.
2: Uh, Promin pretty much goes into how the Rangers have excellent depth, but are lacking top flight superstars with the exception of possibly Heedle at the top, which is fair. It's a fair assessment of, of, our, uh, of our current crop of prospects. Yeah.
3: Let let me put it this
2: way. The Rangers have added so many defensive
3: prospects this offseason and last trade deadline that it would be really surprising if they missed on all of them. They're going to hit on one of these guys. Uh, The odds are one of those guys. And by hit, I mean they will be a second-line defender in the They're going to take one out to dinner
2: and buy him some drinks.
3: Yeah, they will have a lucrative NHL career that nets them millions of dollars. Uh, Betting money is on one of those guys being Hayek or Lindgren. But – Joey Keane is up there. Um, you have guys like Miller? Um,
2: Keandre Miller, bro. That's my guy.
3: Ke- Keandre Miller for sure. Uh, Ragnarson, third round pick this year for sure. That Rykov, like we said, Rykov. When we acquired him, we're just like, hey, that's a guy, and now he's actually a guy. So it, it's it's intriguing, the, it, and it's nice to be intriguing. Especially, it would be a real kick in the nuts if the Rangers were doing this rebuild and they were still in the twenties.
2: Well, yeah, that's actually what I, I want to bring up the list one more time before we move on here. Uh, of course, I exit out at this point because I'm the best, but I wanted to talk about other teams that have been rebuilding for years, and we're simply above them still at this point. Uh, okay, the Kings are number 10, by the way. How could, how could the Kings stay so good and just also draft so well after all this time?
3: I think he's really high on Velarde, right? And I think that's their top guy?
2: That's correct, he is. Um, ice Cream Man going down my street. So teams that I feel like have been rebuilding forever and still have or have less farms than we do. The Oilers are at 22. Now, of course, they got McDavid, but I still feel like their farms should be better than 22, and maybe I'm wrong with a lot of recent graduates. The Coyotes are 15, and that blows my mind because the Coyotes have been bad forever.
4: Yeah,
3: but you also got to remember, the Coyotes got young guys currently playing at the NHL level too. Fair. So they're they're one of those weird teams where the list looks worse than it is, but Clayton Keller isn't even legal to drink in the United States right now.
2: That's true. And the the Jets are at 28, but that team graduated everyone and they're stacked.
3: Yeah, at the same time, it's going to be real difficult cuz they're not going to be able to keep everyone. So they're they're in the we need to win now mode because if they don't win now, it's not it's not getting rosier. At the same time, that's another team where you got Patrick Liney and Kyle Connor who are both under the age of 22 and they're just st- fucking filthy right
2: now other than that i don't really see anything that sticks out all right let's move over to our oh i have one more thing ah we'll talk about it with them uh, i don't why does bush nevich not smile i don't understand all right we'll talk about, we'll
3: talk about that with our friends
2: all right let's move over then we have the blue Shirt banter boys joe and mike here we go Transition. Is and now we're back with the uh our very good friends joe and mike of blue Shirts banter finally both together on the blue Shirts breakaway say hello my boys Hello. This has
4: been a dream come true.
2: Uh, I know. I've been waiting for this moment all my life.
4: Just The people have been waiting for it. It's it's wonderful. I've
2: been begging to have you on this podcast for years. I just said, Joe, validate me the whole time. That's all I've ever asked for, and yet here you are. I'm shaking currently.
4: Didn't I come on
2: the podcast like a year ago? Yeah, you did. <laughs>
4: <laughs> just, just making sure.
2: But I met with Mike because Mike completes today. you. I mean-
4: yeah, just make—all right, just, you know, you've insulted me. It's the first three seconds, so you're you're on par for what I get on my podcast with Michael.
2: Perfect. Uh, you guys are going to be joining us at the, the Ragers Forum, the—hashtag the, hashtag the Forum on Twitter. Uh, this Saturday, August 25th at Beer Authority at 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock? Um, doors open at 7, right? Thanks for paying attention. Doors open at 7. I don't we know should, why I forgot that. We doors should know that information. 7 o'clock. I should definitely know that. I retweeted that today. Um, and uh, we'll be talking all things Ragers then, but the only rage topic we'll be talking about today— because uh, we've already talked about signing a backup goalie or a possible backup goalie, is that Buchnevich cannot take a picture where he's smiling? Does that change your opinion of his character? Is he not working hard enough? What is he doing wrong, boys?
4: Well, J- Jesus, if you follow the comments on the the Rangers' social media department tries to do something nice, and they're like, "Hey, it's August. There is literally no content, so let's put up this nice photo of Buchnevich in Rome and Hungary." And what happens? The people get their hands on it. The comments are like, "Oh, why isn't he working out?" I don't understand. He should be working on his game. You're an idiot if you're commenting that. Say it right now.
2: <laughs> right off the bat, Michael, your opinion.
0: I, I like that he doesn't know how to smile. It just adds it adds more charm to him. It just makes him this awkward little like skinny Russian dog guy. Like he's this little stray dog we took in, and we gave him that you know that shampoo that's for killing fleas. We cleaned him up, we found him in the third round. He turned out to be this golden hearted kid. Still doesn't know how to smile. He always looks like he's like his shoes are too tight. Something's wrong. He's all scrunched up in the face. I'm looking at the pictures now. Even when he's even when he's in front of big fancy statues, he looks uncomfortable. Like
4: <laughs> I love he's in Rome. he should be happy. Where he has
2: his arms up like I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, looks he's like he's like, this, miserable.
4: Look at me, people, people,
2: people pose. Is this what a people do? I don't know.
4: Shayna uh, has, like, a running Buchnevich gif of uh, just all the sad faces that he makes. And there's probably, I'm going to say, at least 20 installments of that. So that's all you need to know about Buchnevich and his facial expression. And he's
2: got he's great teeth. I've, I've Googled Buchnevich teeth. They look good. No, he does have great teeth. It's not like he's hiding,
0: like, yeah, like a snaggle tooth or something. No, it just he doesn't know what joy is.
2: He doesn't know how to express it yet.
0: Do you think well, he's,
4: I mean... He's lived with Vigneault for what uh, the no, past two no. years, Joe. so yeah. He, Joe, cutting me
2: off to the point. Do you think now that Vigneault is gone, he could finally smile and return to his true form of a, a childhood dream for playing for an AHL team?
4: I would hope. I hope. I wish nothing more than his happiness, and I think that's fair.
2: I just got hope more he, Russian
0: buddies now. That's going to help. I think he has more guys who will actually understand his language. That's that's
2: a big help. His English has come a long way by all reports, but I, I just hope he rides a dolphin one more time to post on Instagram.
3: Is what? is there is there a trade in hindsight that has worked better for the Rangers in the last ten years than the Rick Nash trade? I mean, seriously, you get Rick Nash and a third round pick that becomes Pavel Buchnevich for Brendan Dubinsky, who at this point in his career is probably a Overpaid fourth line fourth line winger that you would love to not be paying as much money as they're paying him. Anisimov, I I, I still miss him, but. Tim Erickson turned out to be nothing. The first-round pick they gave up turned out to be nothing. That, that Blue Jackets trade, mighty nice.
4: Rick Nash wasn't even appreciated, too, which is the sad part. Like, if you just get Buchnevich out of that pile, I think you have to be relatively happy. But Nash, was a, he was a monster in New York. I really – this is more depressing, and I guess we could probably end up talking about that at the forum. I don't want to get too much into Steven it. We got
0: Delisle in that trade, too. I mean.
4: Nash was a – didn't we get – was Chris Summers part of that trade? Am I remembering oh. that correctly?
0: No, you
4: dummy. No, it's a different <laughs> trade. Right. Sorry, I apologize. We're like Michael. I've right? ruined this podcast yeah, too. Yeah, that's good. Um, maybe it was the was that the Gabrick trade? Where do we get Chris Summers? Probably in the Gabbert trade. Yeah. See, so it was with at least Columbus. But anyway, Nash was criminally underrated. Greg, I love that question because Nash he he deserves more than he got from this this fan base. Uh,
3: yeah, he deserves more than he got from some guy named Ryan. Me too. Just wish too, he would in...
2: score a breakaway in the playoffs. all I ask. Just, I, yeah, shut I, I just up. want to talk about Stephen Delisle. I mean. Right, hit, hit,
4: hit
0: me with your Stephen Delisle facts. Yeah, I'm here him. for all of them. I'm ready for them. He was he was six foot six, and that's all I
2: really remember. Okay.
3: <laughs> that is that you
2: remembered anything
4: about
3: him is, is impressive. impressive. Yeah, that's, that's one more Stephen Delisle fact than I was expecting to get today. And so.
2: that's why you yeah. download this podcast, everyone listening. There you go, Stephen Delisle. Awesome. That's well, about well. as much as we're going to talk about today. There you go. I, I don't it's think a much. little teaser. It's the a little tease. teaser. Whoa, it's, Greg, do yeah. you want to do the rundown? Uh, I,
3: do I want to do the rundown? Will, I mean, that's okay. So, well, but, let me
2: rephrase. Let me rephrase for you. Will you do the rundown?
4: Sure.
3: Thank okay. Uh, I'll, I'll give you similar questions. I'm expecting less than a sentence response from both of you because this, these are things we'll get in depth on Saturday okay. at Beer Authority, where the doors open at seven and the podcast starts at eight. And we'll be there and we'll be answering them to you while drinking. All right. There we go. We got all that out of the way.
4: Ryan, um, what time does it start on Saturday? I
2: think it's nine thirty a.m. I'll be there. Uh, I'll be having breakfast there. If you want to join me, for, if you want to join me for brunch anywhere in the city, DM me. We'll figure it out. <laughs> That's
3: that. That will go over well for you, I am sure. I can't imagine that uh, would go bad. All right. Is there a move this offseason, Joe, and then Mike, that you wish the Rangers made and are? Visibly upset that they didn't. Just yes or no. No. Mike.
0: Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. Yay.
3: <laughs> Good. We'll get. we we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, is there a trade you wanted the Rangers to make that you're surprised they didn't?
4: Oh boy. No.
0: Whoa. Mike find surprised uh
3: is there a player on this roster who you did not expect to remain on this roster so much so that you're actually a little disappointed he's still here
4: i i didn't understand the question so i want yeah i'm gonna change my answer to yes you
0: can't change your answer well i I thought two sentences you're up to like nine sentences
4: to be fair i thought greg meant external i didn't think he meant an an internal trade
0: this is what happens on saturday so help me God. This is well, it'll no,
2: it'll be a lot more back and forth. I promise. There will be thunder and blood.
0: Uh, will
3: this team flirt with a playoff appearance this season,
4: Mike?
0: You're supposed to go, for, don't you?
4: Miss uh, uh, I'm gonna say yes, actually. I'm gonna throw that out there.
0: Not even a little bit. No,
4: you are so pessimistic.
0: Oh boy, this is gonna be good. Am I sick or do I want the lottery pick? Which makes me optimistic.
4: He didn't ask what you wanted, Michael. He that asked what you thought.
0: thought.
3: That's, so that's, that's, that's That's not what I
0: want.
4: I don't want them to flirt with a with a playoff spot. Get crushed in the first round. This is gonna be I'm crazy. using my I sentences. Know, I don't is, have this many know, sentences.
0: Know who is on this defense?
2: Mm.
0: Nothing. Man, Whoa, Brandon Smith. He's okay,
2: nothing. we're saving it. He's a, he's a god, Mike. Oh,
3: boy. is uh, the fi- final final teaser for? Uh, um, so, final season for Saturday, where I asked Fitz if there was a, a signing he hated this offseason and don't name names. And he immediately said, Cody McLeod. Uh, <laughs> is, is there a player not on this Rangers roster who was available to the Rangers this offseason that you're angry is not here?
4: Oh, that's another really good question. Uh, I'm going to say no.
0: I, could,
4: Mike? I get angry about anything. Oh, I find that hard to believe. Me too. Mike, I've never seen Mike angry once. You? I've never seen a, Mike, so I don't know.
2: You're on a podcast. How can you not be angry about something? I only get angry at Joe, really.
4: Which is all the time on the podcast. One time on our podcast, back when we were on Blog Talk Radio, I don't know if you guys have ever heard this this story. Um, they used to call about, in about like blog and, talk Jada, radio. and Everybody used to call in, so, so they would call in and before the show started, and the number would show up just as ones, because that's the way that Skype did it, oh. and I left Mike on the like phone, and a Filipino guy from the Philippines, like a doctor, called and was talking to Mike, and I went to take care of the baby or something, uh, and they spoke for like five minutes, and because he loved the show, and that was the only way that he could listen, so Mike was angry after that.
2: Wait, he called it just to listen to the show. He called,
4: yeah. With Blog Talk Radio, you used to be able to call in just to listen, and you could just sit on the that's actually like queue, and you would be able to listen. But I came to the thing, and I was expecting Mike, and I think it was Beth, and Mike was like, "Joe, meet our friend from the Philippines, who I've been speaking to for the past five minutes." And it was, I mean, Mike, he loves those situations doctor. that I put him in. It was amazing. Now, All did things. you
2: take advantage of the situation appropriately and ask if he could be the official doctor of your podcast and determine? What would happen to players when they they do upper or lower body injuries?
4: You know what? We really should have. I he was like I'm our just official, an ideas guy.
2: I'm just an ideas he, guy.
4: He was our, our liaison to the Philippines, but I it was very it was very bizarre. The whole thing was very strange. Sounds
3: you know, horrible. Joe I've heard I've heard there's only one podcast that accepts call ins, which is why it's the number one podcast.
4: Yeah, the only well now we don't. That's why we're not we weren't good enough, so they took away our call in tab. Um Gosh, so. darn. You yeah, just you the, lose that card. The it's like show, a license.
2: The Boomer Morning Show's doing pretty good, right?
4: Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. They they're the only ones who are allowed to take phone calls, and it makes the podcast apparently because you know they have things to talk about. Awesome.
2: Yeah, I, we don't. Have, I have nothing to talk about. Anyway, on that topic, we have nothing to talk about.
3: No, I got a lot to talk about. I want to talk about it, talk about it with Mike. Mike, NWHL. All right, Joe. I need to get out. more into it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yes. That, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are Okay, how about how about this? You can expand beyond one-word answers for these. For That's Three nice. things a casual hockey fan should know about the NWHL before the season starts this year.
0: Oh, damn. Uh, the first, I guess, would be that last season, because the Olympics were in action, uh, the Olympic teams go into residency in the U.S. and centralization for Team Canada. It's the same thing, but they call it different things because – Canadians like to put extra, you know, vowels in their in their words and stuff. Metric okay. system, I get it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. So this year, a lot of the Olympians are back, but not all of them. So uh, there's there's kind of a, a a scattering or like a I almost said smattering. I'm not sure that's the right word. Like oh, a that's right. Of a plus, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um. And there's a new team in the Minnesota Whitecaps, so in the NWHL, and that has a bunch of the Olympians on it. Uh, a bunch of return to. The pride, um, the Buttes have a couple. Really, it's everyone but the Connecticut Whale. Um, if you want to, un- if you want to root for an underdog, the Connecticut Whale are your team. If you want to root for a team that looks really dangerous and stacked, it's the Buffalo Buttes.
2: Now, when you say the Connecticut Whale, yep. Do are you talk about the the Whalers again, the Reborn?
0: You know, yeah, it. I never got to the bottom. Like the same color scheme, hmm. the same. They're doing the same thing. Hmm. You know, obviously it's cetacean themed, whale themed, uh, but yeah, it's it's just the same kind of repackaged idea. It does make me smile though, because I remember when like the uh, the wolf pack for a hot minute tried to switch over to the whale, and that's when Zook was down there actually. Like, there are like Matsukarillo Connecticut whale or jerseys out there.
2: Which is just bizarre. A rare yeah. find, I'm sure. Or maybe really easy and cheap. I have no idea.
4: I feel like they were the whale Water. when I was... I used to cover the Connecticut whale, actually, when I was a, a writer for the uh, New Britain Herald. the
0: whale or the whalers? I think they were the whale.
4: No, they were the whale. They were never the whalers. Okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure that was back... I, the game that I covered was like... It was back when Evgeny Grokchev was the next big thing. Oh, Which that's probably a name you all haven't heard in a while, but it was I like remember I had to write up a whole thing on him because he was the guy back then that prospect and that just that went really bad. So
0: did he know how to smile?
4: I don't he did know how to smile.
3: I think that's the problem. If you're rushing, you know how to smile.
4: But they just take care of you right there. Greg is absolutely correct. Yeah, knew
2: how to make
3: us- Siberia exists for a reason, boys. That's
4: all I'm yeah. saying.
2: Every tenth person. So a little yep. World War II humor there. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> it's kind of dark. No, it's very dark, David. Yeah. If you haven't listened no, totally to the
4: I hardcore, wasn't expecting, uh, I wasn't ready for it. That's all. Uh, hardcore,
0: hardcore history.
2: Uh, about the uh, I don't really remember. You, oh yeah,
0: you, you said one thing. You
3: said yeah, you said one thing. You stole me two more.
4: Yes, uh, <laughs> three. I love putting Mike on the spot because you just get the best of Mike.
3: Uh Jesus H. You could you, um, you could say you could say
4: Mike's on right now. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. <laughs>
3: that's, a joke for, that's
4: a joke for only Ryan. <laughs> I, he appreciated it. I did. Mike never appreciates my jokes. He just doesn't even laugh.
2: Well, Greg I and I hate each other, so yeah, it's really uh, nice. It's just very simple. We're like a, I like how Mike's still you going. We <laughs> you
4: you got to give Mike time to think. That's the thing. So well, we're
2: filler bustering for him. So, Mike, here you yeah, are. Number all. two. Well, I already gave you a second all one. All right. Now I I go to number three.
4: <laughs> did anybody hear number three? Yeah, no, I didn't hear number two.
2: I didn't at all.
0: Um... Well, yeah, the MVP of last season, Alexa Grushow, she played for the R- Metropolitan Riveters. She is yet to re-sign. Hey, we know we know her. We've talked oh, to her she, twice on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, she, she was on the twice. show, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, she's expected to re-sign. But uh, it is it is very exciting for Riveters fans. And I, I, just because of proximity, I go to a crap ton of Riveters games because they're at the, the Prudential Center's practice rink, which is the Barnabas Health Hockey House. Um and that's, it's fun because there's a good chance she'll be on the line with the best Kessel, Amanda Kessel next season, which should be, uh should be plenty, plenty, of plenty of offense. But we'll have to see what the hell happens because right now people are already picking favorites, but it's still, it's less than half the signings, I think, for all the rosters fill out because rosters are 25 players each and you got five teams. So I think we're at gotta get to 125 total players and we're around 60 something i don't know
3: what what is i I, we've asked alexa this question on the podcast too and I, i know you're a guy who follows nwhl free agency what is that whole process like it's it feels entirely different from any other sport i've ever followed
0: well yeah it is it really comes down to unfortunately like the reality of professional women's hockey at this stage right so uh, players in the NWHL, every contract is a one year deal. Um, the reason that is, is because almost you're not getting a living wage. I think it's between five and seven K. Um, you know, it's a 16 game schedule, and the, that pay is you get two practices a week and a game or two on the weekend. So it's not, it's a little bit like, you know, like an NFL schedule in many ways. You know, you have your game weekend and your practice during the week kind of a thing. Um, but it's, the free agency is really depends on can you find a job off the ice and where can you find that job and can you find a living situation that makes playing for you know team x y or z possible Um, so you see a lot of players like bunk up and you know be roommates it's a lot like you know not dissimilar at all from you know the dorm life in college and i think a lot of the riveters like live in jersey city and you know, there are little clusters of roommates, and that's just kind of what they have to do to make it work. Um, so you know, it's not a
3: situation. I know the um, NWSL, the Women's Soccer League in the U.S., yeah. I, I don't know if teams are required to provide housing for their players, but most do. So the NWHL is not in that position yet.
0: No, not yet, unfortunately. Really, the big the big thing with the NWHL is, you know, the the gulas who own the Buttes and the Buffalo, and Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabres, They bought the Buttes last season, which was a huge, like, uh, like a vote of confidence in many ways for the league. But the bottom line is, as far as we know, there's only one major corporate sponsor, and that's Dunkin Donuts. And so more money needs to get there before we start seeing things like what the NWHL and its PA can do for players in regards to housing and also in regards to what they can do for things like getting a little bit closer to a living wage. And I'm, I'm one of the people. It's it's my firm belief that once you once you get players a living wage, it's kind of it's going to knock over a bunch of dominoes. Things are only going to get better from there. Players can dedicate themselves full time to being professional hockey players. The training gets better. The coaching gets better. The strategy gets better. The, you know, gets better. The game gets better. It just takes time to get there. And you know, the it's only been around for a little while. You know, the CWHL has been around a couple more years, but that's only been around for ten or eleven years. So you know, it's, it's been, it's slow growing, but it's like anything. Like when you, we think back to the early days of the NHL, you know, it was a goddamn, like a gladiator sport. You know, there's stick fights and all sorts of chaos and teams moving in and out of the league, the league changing shape and size all the time. You know, it's, it's, it's hard when you're trying to start something like this. But The,
4: the thing that I can equate it to actually, and I, I this is going to be my like contribution on the subject because Mike is truly the expert, but I do remember a time not that long ago, I'm going to say 15 years ago, when you would watch like ESPN do an interview with guys who were playing in the MLS. And I remember like a guy on the Red Bulls, or I think they were the Metro Stars back then, whatever it was, uh, he was in a construction zone in a hard hat because that was his day job. Like that was how he paid his bills. And then he would they like did the interview. He had the hard hat on and everything. And, uh, like Mike said, it's, it's tough when you have to make those decisions. I think we've actually seen some, some women retire, right. Because they couldn't just make it work financially. And, yeah. uh, yeah. So you know, in the what prime of their careers,
0: like a lot of, a lot of talented women, like, uh, Kelly Steadman comes to mind. She was like, just all offense, a force of nature should have been on team USA. Uh, but she retired, uh, last year, last offseason, because she got it you know, a gig as a uh, college coach, and that was just too demanding. You know, some players can make stuff like that work, others can't. And, you know, really when it comes down to it, you know, before Minnesota, it's it's either you're playing in Buffalo, Newark, uh, Connecticut, or Boston. And if you're not around any of those four locations on, you know, in the Northeast, and you can't really play. I mean, there's there's also a CWHL team in Boston, that actually just moved today to uh, to Worcester. So there's, you know, there's only like a handful of places you can play if you want to play professional women's hockey in the United States.
3: Uh, everybody's just trying to move
4: to the suburbs, so I get that.
2: There
4: you go. Well, you want to be in the Northeast, so.
2: Well, yeah, the West Coast sucks.
4: It, yeah, and life in general. Sorry, West Coast. In...
2: Sorry, West Coast listeners. I'm a big hater on California. I don't know what it is. I've been there a couple wow. times. I'm just not. What was that? Hey, let's explore this. I want, I want to know why. I'm kind oh, yeah. of
4: curious. Wait, is, we got nothing, what,
2: we got nothing what, to talk about, California? so I'm going for it. Here we go. What
4: did, what did California do to you? I've
2: been to Santa Monica Pier, and I was underwhelmed. Is that where all the seals are? I didn't really see many seals. Maybe that's my you bad. You better
4: not be underwhelmed at seals. I'm just going to tell you that right well, now.
2: The best part of my California trips in general was I took a swim in the winter which was like, I don't know, 73 degrees out. No one was at the beach because they thought it was too cold. I thought it was awesome. And as I was swimming, a dolphin swam right by me, and I was like, that was pure magic. It was one of the best moments of my life.
4: Am I the only one hearing that this was a magical trip for Ryan, and he's just complaining?
2: the rest of it was awful. The city of L.A. is nothing compared to the city of New York. I hate that you have to drive literally everywhere. You Not that the subways in New York are great, but the vibe out there is not my favorite. And also, I'm going to say that, the food, right, Uh, for what I ate, was okay. Now, I probably ate at the wrong places, and it was before this big uh, cuisine boom. It was a couple years ago. But I, the West Coast has never really done it for me. Even, like, Super SoCal, like the desert area where there's, like, millions and millions of windmills everywhere. Uh, I, I just do not like the vibe. It's also too yeah. hot. I, I would
3: have bet my life that your hate of California has at least 60% to do with the fact that you probably
4: didn't eat well while you were out there.
2: Yeah, that was a big part of it in case you're – Yeah, right. it's got to be. I mean
4: it <laughs> absolutely has to be. There's no way it can't be.
3: Yeah, but but probably, you also know like California, big fucking state outside of Los Angeles. So you can go
2: other places. So i me say – I'll food. say this. Not the, entire, uh, the entirety of California. I would probably love NorCal. I would actually almost guarantee I would love NorCal except for the part that it's always on fire. And then yeah, all of California's on fire.
4: Yeah, it's always on. I mean, uh, here's my little, fo- uh, this is my hatred of, of the West coast. And it's going to be, my cousins live in Seattle. So Seattle, I don't know if you've ever been there. There's like four things to do in Seattle and everybody in Seattle follows the rules to the point of, I don't even know if that, like they just, the rules are there. They have to follow them. So the last time that I was there, I was hanging out with my cousins. We took the ferry because my, my uncle lives on whatever Bainbridge Island or whatever it is. So while we, I realized we were going to be late for the ferry, I looked both ways. I crossed against the light. I jaywalked. And people behind me who were sitting on their phones not paying attention immediately assumed, oh, if that man is crossing, the light must be okay. And they crossed. And two people almost got hit by a car because they were following me. Yes. And the people. guy – almost
0: killed people because you're idiots.
4: The we're guy yelled at me. Because I crossed against the light and I turned around and I was like, I don't know why the fuck you're yelling at me. You should have looked at the goddamn light.
2: I got to be honest, when I went to Switzerland, it's the same deal. If you cross when it's not not the time to cross, even if there's no cars on the road, everyone will just like give you the worst stairs ever.
4: But it wasn't even that. He just assumed. He was like with a kid. He just assumed, oh, that guy's crossing. I can cross. You're an he's idiot. So,
2: trust- so trustworthy.
4: You, you should have gotten hit by the car because oh, you needed to judge. learn a lesson.
2: <laughs> Attempted murder. <laughs> yeah. I'm
4: not doing the murder. I'm just witnessing a car accident yeah, that I kind of thought should have happened.
2: That's all I'll say.
4: Yeah. Uh, like the cop comes. He's going to be like, what happened? Well, this man got what he deserved. That's on, what happened.
2: On that note, I do dislike how when I go to other cities, everyone is so goddamn nice and helpful.
4: Oh, well, that's the other thing about Seattle, like, and it is, it's, this is going to sound like such a piece of shit opinion and it. It really it is. I'm not defending yeah. it, but okay. like I, I got up in the morning, I was walking down the street. My cousin lives in Seattle proper. So, you know, we were going around and we were moseying over to a coffee shop and people on the street were just like, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? And I'm from New York. I am so used to not making eye contact with people intentionally I work in Manhattan. I don't want to fucking look at you. I don't want to see you. Let me get to where I'm going. And they're like, oh, good morning. How are you? And, I, and I'm an asshole because I don't respond. And I know I'm an asshole, but you don't need to make me feel like an asshole.
3: <laughs> as, uh, as, as someone who grew up in and around New York City and then had to live in Savannah, Georgia for six years of his life, I think the first time I ever walked on a street in Georgia and someone said good morning to you, my response was, are, is there an emergency? Yeah, well, what is happening like,
4: who the are fu- we bonded <laughs> together in a movie i'm confused <laughs> who, who in the
3: ever loving fuck are you and why are you making eye contact with me
4: yeah, well, like what are we speaking about what, what have i done to you that deserves this conversation i just uh, i don't need I it
3: i don't leave my home to converse with other people bastards. I,
4: I don't I, no we're not this is just the way that life I'm
0: is your life some happiness you, you never smile at like say hey to people you walk past in the street
4: no, my No, that's how you get stabbed. <laughs> that is how you get well, stabbed. Not, not, that's...
3: Even, not even, not even get stabbed. It's just we, It's 2018, man. That kind of stuff. I, I've, I've, I've studied harassment and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm out. I'm not talking to anybody. He's out. Know.
2: I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm that's, good. Like I barely want to talk to Greg. He's got a, pr- no he's got go a pretty good life, case right? against me.
0: What's that like? I, I said that's no way to go through life. You gotta, you gotta live with a song in your heart and a skip in your step. Dude,
2: I live. Uh, my heart is full open to all experiences, but I got to tell you, if you're uh, out there every all morning and you're saying good morning to everyone and being super happy, you're doing nope. a lot of work.
3: Yep.
4: Nope. A
2: lot. I,
3: I, I really hate talking to strangers. On that note, all of you should come to the forum on Saturday. <laughs> yeah,
4: no, 100% you should come to the forum. Somebody is coming to the okay. forum that worked at the newspaper that I worked at before I took the job in the city. So like, it's a weird, we're connecting.
2: I don't, um... I don't hate talking to strangers. I, I'm, I do it a lot. So I'm not really about... Uh, do I do it a lot? I guess I do. I, you, you do guys it are a strangers. Lot, Yeah, I do it a lot. So I'm big at talking I, to strangers. Really so if like you guys strange. want to talk to me, that's fine.
4: I, I don't mind talking. Like, if you have something to say, that's fine. But don't tell me. Like, I have to say good morning back to you. I have to figure out what's happening. It's 8 in the morning. Let me get my coffee.
0: Joe, can you bring a pinata Saturday? Ooh. What do you want to filled with? Double bubble candy.
2: The hard
4: ones.
2: <sighs> you would be a double bubble guy. Well, that's, that's what I remember. Mike, what's the last thing that made you upset? Uh, okay, all right. Everything, really. I just don't talk about Whoa, it. Oh, we've finally gotten to the bottom of Mike.
0: It's,
4: Let's go, Mike.
2: It's all a shell.
3: <laughs> that Mike, I, I got to say, that was the most ER answer I've ever heard of anything in my
4: entire life.
2: <laughs> Actually, yeah. everything. I promise you guys we wouldn't go past 30 minutes. So we've got three minutes left.
4: No, we could go past if you want. I'm um, having fun.
2: Oh wow! Thanks so much for staying. Um, we could talk shit. Exclusive to, an
0: exclusive thing to blue shirts breakaway. I'm going to bring an old Mike Richter jersey card thing from long ago. Okay. And give it to the first person who walks up to Joe and tells him he's bad at everything.
2: Whoa. Oh. Hey
0: Joe. I don't know why
4: you, people want to tell me that. People are coming to this simply to tell me they hate me. I think.
2: Hey Joe, you're bad at everything. So Mike.
0: About that car, see, oh, see like it. That. All of my pain has
2: been erased. Okay, and good. Back, back to- uh, if you spend, go, up-
3: spend twenty dollars to own the libs. I love it.
2: Cuck the libs.
4: <laughs> yeah, to own the libs. Yeah, it's exactly. Crap. I'm
2: so liberal. Um, if you go up to Greg and say hello to him, I'll also say hi. There you go.
3: That's, uh, that's, yeah, if you,
2: that's my counterpoint.
3: You're better, better. If you go up to my mom and try and converse with her, and she completely cold shoulders you, I uh, will laugh my ass off for a very long time. So. Not sure
2: my mom's coming or not anymore. Sorry, I know. Uh, I know.
3: you know what? The people spoke. They they like Peggy Kaplan more than Kathy Mead
2: that's, So that's, I don't know about that. We'll see. It's not, I, huh? I think it's a pretty close. We could we could Twitter poll that. That's mean.
4: Don't do
2: that. That's mean. We should not. I took it back right away. <laughs> uh, but we tried. Yes, so MomCast. What are you guys doing your MomCast is my next question. We had a mini MomCast before this podcast. Never. Never? <laughs> <laughs> Never? Oh. My dad will definitely be brought up at this forum. hundred percent chance. <laughs> well,
3: yeah, because someone someone will be like, what do you expect from Mark Stahl this season? And I'll be like, I expect him to basically do what Ryan's dad does, which is disappear and not be heard from <laughs> oh, for the rest <laughs> of the year.
2: <laughs> oh, and Mike laughs now. Okay, interesting. <laughs> uh yeah that'll be a lot of that um i guess we'll be around it if you guys are coming you know it'll be around an hour an hour and a half for all the people that are listening like dude i can't come did we just lose joe by the way i think he left oh wow oh my god what a loss Got a baby man he could go at any minute all right ryan ryan
3: Ryan, what if i told you joe is your dad
2: no (laughs) (laughs) no absolutely not uh i object uh mike Mm. since you're the last one here uh, we'll end with you because I don't know if Joe will come back. But, okay. Mike, thanks so much for coming on, man. Why don't you plug Blue Shirts Banter in your podcast?
0: Oh, sure. Joe and I do uh, a haphazard, almost weekly podcast. We try to do it weekly, but Joe Joe's schedule doesn't work. Can't all- keep
2: up with us, I know. No. Uh, no, we can. Okay, we can, okay. Can. Sorry. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, it's a whole can of worms. Uh, yeah, uh, we do it do it every week try to do it on what do we do tuesdays that sounds right and yeah most mostly we write about the rangers at blue shirt banner and uh, for for those of you who are curious about the NWHL and women's hockey, you can also check out my work over at the Ice Garden, which is also one.
4: I, I, I lost internet connection.
0: Well, welcome back, Joe.
4: I <laughs> have no idea what happened. We were, all of a sudden, everybody stopped speaking.
2: We were doing uh, we were doing plugs because you thought you were gone. So
0: no, I
4: I listen. I ruined the podcast. I apologize. That's I have sweet. no idea what happened.
0: So well, we well, well, talked about uh, mothers and how some of us don't have great relationships with our mothers, and then Ryan's uh, deadbeat father. <laughs> A
4: latch I just hope he
0: downloads. Like a, he like a cart or a pants. Who knows what happened.
4: I missed the time. best part of the show. This you, is ridiculous. You,
2: you did, yes, yeah, truly. You could
0: listen back. while
4: you know, I'm holding back. my child to keep her quiet. I missed the part about family relations. Is
2: Kaylin gonna come on Saturday? she allowed? No,
4: she's mom. she's it's way past her bedtime.
2: Way past. How is your kid now, Joe?
4: She is nine months old Oof. in a week, I think. Oof. You I think? Know. I think, yeah.
2: <laughs> Not important. Joe, we already, we already plugged your podcast. Mike did a great job on that. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here?
4: No. I'm sorry I ruined everything by losing internet connection.
2: That's okay. We'll see you on Saturday in person for the first time. Well, second time for Greg. And, uh, we, That's true. Greg and
4: I met in Grand Central. Did he uh, tell you guys about how we made out and the music did. was playing?
2: Yep. I was, uh, I was that guy in the corner with the camera waiting for that one to get revealed.
4: I did ask where you were and you you had already left. That's so me
2: in the corner. Alright, yeah, Well, so we'll be there on Saturday, we'll be talking all things rangers. If you're not gonna be at the forum, we're gonna do our best to see if Is that we that an REM we, reference? It was. Uh and wow. in case you're wondering, my initials are REM. Thank you. Um uh, if you're really wondering, his middle
3: name
4: is Evelyn.
2: It's Edward, which is my father's name. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Pro- prove it.
4: Edward is my father's middle name, if uh, that makes you feel any better.
2: It doesn't. Hey, what's your middle name? You've never told me. About. <laughs> okay, middle name podcast. Let's go all around. Here we go. Before we go, Joe. All right, so we're Ryan, we've, we've
3: determined is Evelyn. It's, so it is the,
2: Edward. Evelyn it is. Now. It's Evelyn.
4: Uh, okay. <laughs> it's, I think it's Evelyn now because he said it.
2: Ryan Evelyn Mead. All right. So, beautiful. Joe, your middle name, quick.
4: Alexander.
2: Okay. Mike. Ooh. My
0: middle name is Lawler, which is my mother's maiden name. Oh, okay. Is is your
4: full name uh,
3: Mike the King Lawler McMurphy? I was going to make that joke. I hate you. It's a
0: little
2: bit like that. Okay, good. And Greg, I forgot your middle name. Not that I I might not even know it.
3: (laughs) I I say we leave that carrot for people to find out on Saturday. Is it Frank? It's not Frank. Okay. Is it Nigel? (laughs) I wish it was Nigel.
0: Is it Cornwallis?
2: Ooh, Gregory Cornwallis Kaplan. I'm all. Imagine imagine what if my middle name was
3: if my middle name was Cornwallis? People would be calling me Cornwallis all the time because I would would demand it. I I
4: think you need to demand it. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
2: All right, Uh, we might be able to get the form for you guys. We're gonna end here. Follow us on Twitter at Bushers Break. Love y'all. Maybe How
4: how about this before we
3: go. The first three people that ask me what my middle name is at the forum, I'll buy you Whoa! Oh, there
2: you there go. go. How about
3: that? All right. There you go. Let's see how. Let's see how many people actually listen to the end of the podcast.
2: Probably zero. All right. All right. Later, guys. We're out of here. Bye.